Thanks for listening. This is Montgomery County Today, and I'm Durley with the Public Information Office. I recently spoke with Jason Deese, who is the district epidemiologist for the New River Health District. Part of his work includes finding the origins of patients' illness and contact tracing. He clarifies how outbreaks, such as coronavirus, occur and why it's important for all of us to continue following guidelines for keeping everyone safe and healthy. The, the way these types of outbreaks usually occur is, is that normally the first cases or clusters are detected in population centers. Makes sense. Travel revolves around population centers. You have population density, which kind of facilitates the virus transmission. Um, and so we, this thing is kind of shaking out the way we expected. This is the way, you know, a lot of historical outbreaks have occurred where they're detected first in the cities and they spread first in the cities. Um, our area, Southwest Virginia, isn't as connected to the main population centers in the U.S. as, you know, as others, say, say for example, the suburbs of Washington, D.C. They're closer to D.C. than we are. Of course, yes, we have the universities here. We have a lot of people coming and going from different regions. And we, you know, fully expect that eventually we will have patients test positive. The fact is, we are doing limited testing for it based on, based on our current ability to test, but also some screening criteria. We use the epidemiology. That's, that's my job is to kind of, you know, look at what our local, local disease landscape looks like. Flu circulating. Um, we've got, you know, occasional cases of pertussis, which is whooping cough. We've got other garden variety respiratory diseases that are common this time of year. And by and large, um, when we run people through our normal process, if, if they're considered for COVID-19, um, by and large, we're finding other causes for their illness, right? Um, eventually, eventually, we probably will have a very sick person that gets tested that tests positive for COVID-19. And from there, we do contact, what we call contact tracing. Uh, we look first in their near orbit, their family, their friends, maybe, maybe their uh, church, if, you know, if their church was still getting together, those types of things, uh, backyard barbecues or, or, or house parties or whatever, and find out who is there. And then there will be broader testing for those people. That's our current strategy and, and kind of our resource constraints uh, that we have. There, there are different strategies and schematics for keeping a, your fingers on the pulse of your population's health. One of them is uh, a limited testing approach when you don't have those same resources. The other thing that's unique about COVID-19, as of now, there's no vaccine for it. There's no known um, wide, widely available treatment for it. So our advice to people is going to be pretty much the same. If you're sick, you know, stay home unless you need to go out and see, you know, a, a doctor or, or a medical practitioner. Um, you're, you're personally responsible for your own health and hygiene. So washing your hands, doing those social distancing measures that you should always, you know, be doing when in the midst of an outbreak, uh, definitely do those things. And as far as the testing goes, um, as I said, right now, 
we have not been able to detect a case in the area yet uh, using a, a fairly rigorous screening process to identify the people that are most likely to have the illness based on travel, based on symptoms, um, based on contact with other people who may have you know, been at risk. So, so far, we have not been able to find cases. Um, important to realize, I think, that uh, testing is not a panacea. Um, it is not going to give us all the answers. And a lot of people, if we did a blanket testing throughout the population, we would be using a lot of resources that did not need to be used. And straining our public health infrastructure and that of our physicians' offices and emergency departments. Coronavirus is related to the common cold, and so it spread in a lot of the same ways. It spread through um, respiratory secretions, uh, droplet secretions when you cough, sneeze, talk. Um, There's some evidence that it can be spread through aerosol, which gives it a little bit further reach. Uh, it can be uh, still live on contaminated surfaces for a number of hours after a person has touched those things. And so that's why it's so important for us to wash our hands uh, on a frequent basis. We do need to take it seriously and the measures that we've taken as a nation are common sense measures that will stop uh, hopefully an epidemic or slow an epidemic in its tracks so that we can buy time for our you know, healthcare infrastructure to keep up with it. Our emergency rooms, ICU beds, et cetera. Related to questions on uh, this illness, the COVID-19, we do have a call center available, uh, which is staffed from eight to eight, Monday through Friday, eight to 12 on Saturday, and 12 to four on Sunday. Uh, that's a good place to get basic information about COVID-19, but also to address any uh, health questions that you have related to COVID-19 if you have symptoms. Um, we don't replace primary care providers, but we can help steer you in the right direction to um, get the assistance that you need. That number for the call center is 540-267-8240. For updates about coronavirus locally, visit our website at montva.com coronavirus. Here you'll find resources as well as changes that may impact our services to you.